All right, day 216, day 229, Joey promised that he wouldn't abandon Americans, stab him in the back, and yes, he did. Happy Friday. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. We got, we got a lot of news to cover. It looks like Vladimir Putin is channeling his inner Donald Trump. He had a, what looked like, it almost looked like the big house in Michigan. Their football stadium, I think, holds 110,000 people. Uh, Putin had a massive Moscow rally. <laughs> By the way, if you didn't show up, you probably got in trouble. Uh, my only guess, I'm sure many people showed up just out of fear. Uh, that's what authoritarianism is all about, and we should know that by now. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll show you that on TV tonight. And apparently there was some interruption. They claim it was a glitch. Apparently Putin now is so freaking paranoid, if you couldn't tell by the large table that he'd be sitting at, and he's at one end, and like a football field length down at the other end or his general's and his advisors, I don't know if he's paranoid of getting killed or paranoid of COVID. I, who knows? I'm telling you, this, and this has been confirmed to me by people in the intelligence community. Their assessment is, is that he looks like he's on some medications that would often be steroid-related, maybe something as simple as prednisone, that's making him bloated and, and puffy, and it looks like, they claim, not me, that he might have had facial surgeries of some kind. Who knows? But we know we know what's going on. We know what the answer is. Um, and we're following it all very, very closely. Uh, by the way, Russia was caught lying about a U.S. troop death in Ukraine. The, the current and former members of the Tennessee National Guard falsely identified in the Russian media mob as mercenaries killed in Ukraine. Uh, sorry, uh, Vladimir, but they're alive and well, according to the Tennessee National Guard. Thank God. Um, apparently, if you watched the, the scene that was unfolding earlier in the week at this theater, there are more than 2,000 people in this. 1,300 other people are still apparently trapped beneath the rubble. We don't know if they're dead or alive. More than 100 Ukrainian citizens were sheltering in that theater on Wednesday, 1,300 others believed to be trapped beneath the rubble. They even had it written in Russian that children were inside and Putin bombed them anyway. Uh, Britain is beefing up their missile defense. That's good news as Biden's nuclear deal with Iran looks imminent. I just, I, I cannot, for the life of me, give you any explanation what the hell our government is doing. They're dealing with the world's worst dictators, the countries that hate us the most, the most hostile regimes, the most oppressive regimes, and Joe Biden sending emissaries to, to Venezuela to talk to Maduro. They're doing an Iranian deal brokered by the Russians and the Chinese. Now, if any of you have the ability to interpret that level of stupidity, that level of ignorance, please call the program because it makes no sense to me. Um, it was interesting, the comments of Vladimir in the Kremlin calling Joe Biden irritable and forgetful um, and say that he insulted Vladimir. Given such irritability from Mr. Biden, his fatigue, his sometimes forgetfulness uh, that leads to aggressive statements, we will not make harsh assessments so as to not cause more aggression. You know what the Russians are doing? 
they're making fun of our president. Why are they making fun of our president? Because they see, as I've been saying since before the election, that Joe Biden is weak, he is frail, and he is a cognitive mess. And on top of that, I don't know what's worse, then we've got Kamala Harris, who is probably the least qualified vice president ever to take that office. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how mm-hmm. can this directly affect Genius the people answer. in the United Listen. States. So Ukraine so, is, a is a country in country. Europe. It Europe. exists next to another next country to called Russia. Russia country. is a bigger country. Russia bigger? is a powerful country. Russia powerful. decided to invade a smaller country called oh. Ukraine. So... Oh. Basically, that's wrong. Wrong. That's wrong. That's not good. That's a bad thing. Anyway, the Kremlin, uh, Vladimir Putin speaking before a massive, what looked like a massive stadium. Um, we got a lot of news on, on what's, what's going on. and I, It's funny because when I explained earlier in this week, well, Hannity, where do you stand? What should America's role be here in, in terms of an innocent, sovereign country invaded and First thing, we've got to stop and pause, because if you don't pause and if you look at Vietnam and you look at Iraq, you look at Joe's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan and you got to learn lessons. One of the lessons from Vietnam is if you're going to fight a war, fight the sucker to win it or get out. I mean, if you're not going to fight to win, don't be there. Don't start wars and you're all gung ho. And these politicians are all, you know, racing up the hill to send our national treasure, our our sons and daughters off to war. And then all of a sudden they don't fight these wars to win them. They don't do that. And then they end up politicizing the war. And then they end up saying, never mind. And we leave embarrassed with how many dead American, American kids. We can't do that anymore. You know, we learned in Iraq We can't send American treasure to our sons and daughters to be banging, going door to door in Baghdad, you know, trying to fight that war that way. That's not how you're going to win the war. And that can't happen anymore. So there are two examples that I cite as a conservative that worked. One, Ronald Reagan funding the Mujahideen when the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union in the 80s, invaded and know the Mujahideen are not perfect. I know all about their past. By the way, Ukraine's government prior to Zelensky, it was one corrupt government after another. And I'd been very critical of it. And I was dubious of the idea of giving them javelin missiles, what, in 2017. In the end, it turns out it's a good thing we did. Um, But we did no boots on the ground. This is not, we are not the world's policemen. But that doesn't mean that the United States turns a blind eye when innocent countries, sovereign countries are invaded and innocent men, women, and children are murdered. And we've seen enough evidence now that Vladimir Putin has no problem with this indiscriminate bombing of, let's see, apartment buildings, leveling of neighborhoods, uh, refugees with their luggage, you know, dead kids and, and moms in the streets trying to escape the war zone. Uh, then we have them, you know, firing missiles next to our allies and next to nuclear sites, uh, mass graves. 
doesn't mean we, we lose our conscience and our soul and say that's not our problem. Because then you can look at the example of 1939. I don't know how far Vladimir Putin's territorial ambitions go. But I will tell you, I, on two fronts, his generals and his army did not, have not performed particularly well. And the Ukrainians, I think, have stepped up and shown their willingness to be courageous and brave and valiant, their efforts to fight back kind of an insurgency war as long as the rest of the world is willing to support them militarily. Now, that's what Reagan did with the Mujahideen, and it's also what he did with the freedom fighters, the, the Contra rebels in Nicaragua when they were fighting against Daniel Ortega and the Sandinistas. Then you've, that's, so that, we'll call that the Reagan doctrine. Not one boot on the ground. Not one American's life at risk. Then I would add the Trump doctrine, which, by the way, should include Ukraine eventually paying for the weapons we're providing them. Europe should be doing the bulk of providing, putting that aside. It's in their backyard. Uh, just like I think that Donald Trump was right. After Iraq, Iraq should have paid America back uh, for the fact that we went in there, liberated Baghdad and all the other accomplishments we made. And they should be compensating the families of, of Americans that lost loved ones. But that's a separate issue. But then the Reagan doctrine is, look, uh, the, the Trump doctrine is to bomb, use modern military sophisticated weaponry and warfare methods to beat the crap out of an enemy. And that means the caliphate, the caliphate that grew under Joe Biden and Barack Obama was bombed out of existence by Donald Trump, just like he took out Soleimani and he took out al-Baghdadi and just like he took out the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. That is called peace through strength. America needs to be strong. You see, the world would normally rely on America to lead in a situation like this, but we don't really have somebody that's strong enough to lead. Anyway, Western officials uh, said that anyone who saw President Putin addressing the nation yesterday would, would be forgiven for thinking that Russia was not in a compromising mood. Listen, there's, I don't see a solution. Now, I know that, that there are people that Putin shared with Turkey's President Erdogan you know, another, frankly, hostile actor on the world stage, you know, his demands uh, for Ukraine. But Putin seems to do this every time he wants more time to to add munitions and bring in more troops and 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 whatever else, what other uh, what other else in terms of nefarious activities that he's involved in. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be a deal here. But certainly there's really weird paranoia stuff going on, not only at the table that he sits at with generals and advisors, uh, but then you've got apparently a story out that he has a food taster because he's so paranoid that that somebody's going to try and take him out. Uh, the Daily Mail points out the U.S. military fears that Putin is planning to use nuclear threats and revealing that he's working on a nuclear weapon that can beat Western defenses so he can inflict unacceptable damage on the West. Is that true? I don't know. Do I think evil people are capable of evil things? Obviously. You can't have a conscience and soul. And a conscience meaning, you know, an understanding of God-given right and wrong uh, and kill innocent men, women, and children. You know, there's a, Victor Davis Hanson had 10 realities of Ukraine, you know, reassuring the enemy that uh, what one will do ensures the enemy will just do more of it. You need unpredictabilities right there. Two, no-fly zones don't work with a big power. 
uh, in cost-benefit analysis, they're not worth the risk of shooting down the planes of a nuclear power. He's right there, too. Three Europe, NATO members, Germany in particular, have de facto admitted that their past decades of shutting down their nuclear plants, coal mines, oil and gas production has left Europe at the mercy of Russia. He's right about that, too. We've been talking all about it. Four, China is now pro-Russian in spite of the call with Joe Biden today, which we'll get to. Beijing wants Russian natural resources at a discount. They're going to get it. Americans, five, are finally digesting just how destructive the humiliating flight from Afghanistan was. And Victor Davis Hanson is right, saying this signaled to Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran that Western deterrence is dead. We abandoned Americans. He says the Ukraine war, number six, did not cause inflation and record gas prices. That's the big Democratic lie. Seven, he points out Putin did not invade the Trump tenure, although he had been more aggressive under previous American leadership with his attacks on Georgia, Crimea, Ukraine, etc. And Russia still stayed still when oil prices were low and fuel supplies in the West plentiful. Yeah, that's what Donald Trump gave us. Eight, it is not an escalation to send arms to Ukraine. Thank you, Victor Davis Hanson, for pointing that out. Nine, Putin may never fully absorb Ukraine as long as it can easily be supplied across its borders by four NATO countries. The U.S. deadlocked in, in, in the Korean War, lost Vietnam. We stalled in Iraq. We fled Afghanistan because the enemies were easily supplied. And lastly, he says it's not un-American to point out that American appeasement under the Obama and Biden administrations explains not why Putin wished to go to Ukraine, but why he felt he could do it. That's true. That's all a fact. I mean, it was a good way to sum it up. Listen, in these inflationary times, 40-year high, thanks, Joe, great job. Um, you need to save money any way you can. That's why I'm asking all of you to join the stampede of us that are leaving Verizon, AT&T, and other big carriers like T-Mobile behind. Uh, we got a five-star review from David in New York. I was very hesitant about making the change from Verizon to Pure Talk. I was shocked to learn I'd get the exact same plan that I had with Verizon for 170 bucks, and I'd only pay $49 with Pure Talk. Now, my next concern would be how difficult it would be to make the change. It was simple. Verizon gave me the uh, code quickly without even trying to talk me out of it. I now enjoy the same exact service and plan, but I'm saving $120 a month. Join the hundreds of thousands of us saving, on average, a family close to 1000 bucks a year for the same exact service. Dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. You'll also get an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, keyword save now from our friends at Pure Talk.